We've been talking about God's blessings and we've been talking about how we ought to learn how to give. But there was something I want you to look at for me on, uh, I wanted to look at, I forgot to go over this, uh, lesson three. In lesson three, so if you have lesson three and four, uh, we can look at it together. And um, one of the things that I told you is that in giving, we must understand that uh, we do it because we love God. Uh, We don't do it because we're we're forced to do it, because we're coerced to do it, because, um, you know, because you're giving to get anything in return, but you're giving because primarily, uh, you know, you love God, and it's supposed to be that you love God, and you realize that the tithe is holy, Amen. Remember what I told you. You don't want to, uh, you know, uh, take God's tithe, amen, and spend it, and then guess what happens to you? Amen. The Bible says you're cursed with a curse, but remember what I told you. The principle is still alive, and so I would rather you give out of love than give out of anything else, right? So let's pray. We're going to go to handout number three, the back page of chapter uh, of handout number three, and I want somebody to begin reading there where it says uh, third, the Christian pleases God. Amen. So let's pray together and we'll get started. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your promises today. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done for us. Forgive us of our sins. Cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Create in us, Lord, a clean heart and renew a right spirit in us. Bless our time together in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God. All right. So, uh, we talked about three things. I gave you three more things. uh, And we asked the question, is tithing pleasing to God? Amen? And so, what what did we establish is a tithe? What did we establish a tithe is? What is a tithe? No less than 10%. So, the word tithe is the word 10, all right? So everything, uh, God says, everything that you own or everything that I give you, the first fruits of your offerings, the first fruit of your income, 10% of that belongs to him. It's holy, amen? And, And we've established that we're not looking at percentages anymore. What we're looking at now is we're looking at asking the question, because we are under grace And we're not under the law anymore. We're under grace. So we give out of a love that we have for God. And I told you three things. Number one, the Christian pleases God in tithing by what? Being obedient to his word. That's number one. Number two, a second, the Christian pleases God in honoring him by giving his portion first. Amen. So listen, uh, we should give God what? Here's what? First, and I established that on Tuesday night. Why should I give God my first? Why do you think I should give God my first? Because he gives me his first. Amen? Because he blessed us. He blesses us. But not only that, but he gave his only begotten son. Come on, somebody. Amen. So that we may have life everlasting. And, you know, let me say this to you. Tithing comes from a heart that says, God, I love you. Amen. You don't have to force me to do it. Remember what we've been saying. 
the church is my money. First of all, it's not your money. We've already established that, right? It's not yours. It belongs to God. God says the earth, the seed, uh-huh, the tree, and the fruit belongs to him. He says everything. He owns a what? I told you this Sunday, uh, Tuesday night. He owns a cattle and a what? Thousand hills. The Bible says the earth is the Lord. Every beast that walks the earth, he says, is mine. Remember, we established that on Tuesday night, right? Go to, uh, if you would, go to Nehemiah chapter 10. Nehemiah chapter 10 and verse 35. Nehemiah chapter 10. Oh, Nehemiah rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem. Nehemiah was a, was a real, he was a visionary. Amen. He had a vision and God financed his trip. Amen. Nehemiah chapter 10 and verse 35. And what does it say there? Mm-hmm. All right. And I think we read this on, on Tuesday night. He says, you must bring it when? You may bring it when? Bring it, bring it when? Annually, right? He says, bring it to the Lord. And look what it says in verse 36. And bring to the house of our God the firstborn of our what? Sons and of our what? Cattle and the firstborn of our herd and our flocks as it is written in the what? In the law for the priest. Now, why were they bringing their first? They were bringing their first to who? To, to God, to where? To the house of God, for who? So what I see is, first of all, he says, bring it to the house of God. See that? So here's the thing. The question is, does your tithe make it to the house of God? <laughs> it's a good question, ain't it? Right? And then he says, then he tells him, first he talks about where to bring it. Then he says, what to bring? What would he do? Now, back then... They would bring what? Their, now, why would they bring their firstborn sons? <laughs> so can you imagine being the first child born? <laughs> right? The firstborn child would be dedicated to God and service. Amen. Right? Samuel. Uh, uh, Hannah. Amen. If you know, If you know about Hannah in the Bible... She was a woman who was barren. And you know what she did? She prayed. She said, God, if you give me a son, I'm giving back to you. Amen. And, and sure enough, God gave her a son. She weaned her son. And then she made good on her promise. Amen. Now, here's the thing. Everybody doesn't understand tithing. We know this, right? Everybody doesn't see the need for it. Everybody doesn't see the, you know. But remember what we said last week. We, on Tuesday night, we said that. Tithing is about obedience. And here's the thing, right? How can you call on this same God? We're going to call on him eventually. We may not call him now. Come on, somebody. But there's going to be a day when you're going to say, oh, God. You, you, you know, oh, God, I don't know what to do. Oh, oh God, I'm here. I'm, I'm about to take my last breath. Oh, God, right? And, and, and the question I would have for you then is... Would, would God come to your rescue? And I believe he will. Because the one thing about God, even with us not obeying all the time, 
He's loving. He's merciful. But I would, I would be remiss to call on a God that I never serve. Come on, somebody. And, 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 and not that I don't want you to call on God, but I want you to think about, you know, think about what, what are you giving to God? What are you presenting to God every week, every of your life? What, what he said, he says, first of all, the firstborn of our herd, I'm sorry, the firstborn of our sons, of our what? Cattle? Firstborn of our what? Herds? And of our what? Flocks. Now watch this. This is the part that you got to get about tithing and all this other stuff. And, 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 and if you have a Bible, underline this. As it is written in the law. Amen. I think, we are, I think they have a pencil thing on there. Do they have a pencil you can underline? Right? So, so look, he says, he says, as it is written where? In the law. So what does that mean? If God has written it, that settles it. I wish I had somebody. And here's the one thing about the people of God. The people of God, even though they, they tripped out, even though they didn't totally follow God, the one thing that they hold true to, and the one thing that they did not compromise was what God has written in his word. Are you with me? Look what he says. He says it's written in the law. For, the, for who? So now we know what, where, what, but for who? He says, for the who? Is that what it's saying? <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He says, the, well, go on, Aaliyah. Go on, Aaliyah. Go on, Aaliyah. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Boy, this soft, this, we got this new software on Monday. This thing is bad to the bone. Watch what it said. Look what it said. It says, for the what? For it's written, uh, underlined, for the priests who are what? What are they doing? They're ministering where? In the house of the Lord, of our God. So that makes sense to me, right? Let, yesterday I gave a forecast of what, what financially, of what our church looks like. And I want to tell you something. We do well up until a certain point. And then we go, boom. We fall right back. We fall right down. And so my question is, if we were doing well before, then what happened? Amen. And so one of the things that we have to be careful of is that we're not, we're not disobeying God, but, we're, but, but, but that we're obeying what? The, see, here's the thing, y'all. Tithing is about obedience, not to Pastor Hunt, but to the Word of God. Remember this. It's about what is written. And what is written, God is saying, bring it to my house. So that I could, for who? For the priest. You know why? You know why they, they gave it to the priest? Because the priest took care of God's house. Now listen, everybody else got an inheritance. Right? When they were out of the 12 tribe. But the tribe of Levi, the Levi, Levitical tribe, their responsibility, while everybody was getting land and blessings, well, I think they got the better portion anyways, but 
they got God. <laughs> they, they, got, they got the responsibility of taking care of the temple. And so they had to eat too. Amen. They had, they had, they had family. Some of them had family. Some didn't. Okay. But the point is they were taking that, that, that these gifts and what they were doing is they were taking care of the house of God. I believe that every time you get paid, you should always sit back and say, you know what, God, it is written in your word. And I'm going to stand upon your promises because you said that it, but that, that the tithe belongs where? In the house of God. Where does the tithe belong? In the house of God. Amen. Go to, um, <clears throat> go to Exodus 22. I'm working backwards here. Exodus 22. <clears throat> and verse 29. And what does it say there? So what I see here. <clears throat> what I see here, saints, I see. The timeliness of the tithe. All right, what's it say? <clears throat> oh. But why? why? I mean, seriously? <clears throat> Firstborn what? Sons. You know what God wanted? God did not want you to believe, or he didn't want you to, he, he wanted to see <clears throat> if you were willing to be sacrificial. Watch this. When you look at the Old Testament, when I look at this passage, you know what I see? From the last passage to this passage, you know what I see? I see Jesus. Who was Jesus to God? Okay. His what son? His first and what? And what God was trying to teach the children of Israel and what he's teaching us this morning, it's not about your money. It's about you willing to give up your first to me. Why? Because I gave my first to you. Oh, give God a hand clap praise for that. Isn't that, isn't that powerful? God gave, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he did, what? He gave his only begotten son. You know the scripture that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You know, you know, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He says, you shall not delay. Did God delay? What if he would have delayed? What if Jesus would have turned around? What if he would have delayed? What if God said, God was all through the Old Testament showing the children of Israel that someone is coming and his name is Jesus. He's my son. And so illustratively, and I know contextually and culturally why they ought to bring the first son, the first fruits, right? He says, you shall not delay the offering from your what? 
harvest. Now think about that for a minute. You know what your harvest is? <laughs> Thank you. So there's always a timeliness about it. Paul says in the New Testament, amen, he says in the New Testament, let me, let me grab this first, 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 first thing. Well, this delay thing. Amen. Any questions? Any questions so far? Anybody got any questions? Comments? Come on, give me some comments. Right. Right. And what he was doing illustratively is he was showing them, right? What he was showing them is he was showing them, hey, listen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to see it just like this. Watch this. Go go to go to uh go to uh first Corinthians chapter sixteen. Paul was encouraging, this is what had happened, okay? See, see, under, you know, under the law, people were more, like, serious about it. They were like, yeah, okay, we got to do this. Well, from the moment we came up with grace, they are like, Right, I, I, I'm going to give God a little something. I just made $600 this week, but give God a dollar. I got bills like God doesn't know you got bills. See, under the law, they wouldn't play that. Under the law, they're like, shoot. Let me... <laughs> under the law, they said, oh yeah, I got, see, I know which one is my tithes, which one. On the law, they're like, shoot, we got to do this. Right? But on the grace now, well, you know, yeah, I, I, I got to pay this bill this week, so, you know. Uh. But watch what Paul says in 1 Corinthians in the New Testament. Now, now watch this. The reason I say that, because watch this. The Corinthian church, right? They had started helping some people, started raising funds to help another church, right? They started, but they stopped. Now, we have a building fund, all right? Our building fund was pledged, we pledged $77,000 in three years. Now, out of that, you know, of course, we know, you know, about 20% of that, wasn't going to be real, okay? Because some people make vows and they don't keep it. All right? Y'all with me? Y'all follow me? All right? So, so we started this three years ago. And out of three years, only one person, only one person has paid off what they promised. Give God a praise for that. Now, all the other people, including myself, amen, I'm still chipping at it. You know, I'm like, man, shoot, I, 
I can, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be left behind. Now, I'm, I'm still, listen, I'm not saying, I, I, I'm just saying it's been three years, y'all. <laughs> okay. And so the point of the matter is, if, if you've made that pledge, be consistent. Because it's a promise that you made. And that's what Paul was saying here to the Corinthian church, right? But watch what he says here about the timeliness of it, right? Leave, leave the Exodus up there. Look what he says. He says, on the first day of what? 1 Corinthians 16, 2. Did I say 15? I said 16. 16, 2. Ah, Sister, Sister Alicia, thank you for coming to my class. Because you learned to look for what, Deacon Heard? Key words. All right? So whenever you're reading scripture, you got to look for what? Key words. Right? He says, on the first day of what week? Every, every now and then week? Every once a month week? <laughs> he says every week. What did he say that we should do every week? Each one, each one of you is to do what? Put aside, ah, so that there's two actions there. <laughs> Put aside what, I wonder. And here's the other formula for success. Something that we don't do often. And save. Amen. My daughter here. You know, I'm I'm assisting her with savings, right? So the other day I showed her how much she she got more me she got more money than me in savings. She got more money than some adults got in savings. I'm like, no. So you know, she got fly with me. I said, okay. I said, here, here's your money. Take it, take it all. I don't want it. I ain't even gonna keep it for you no more. She looked at it. She counted it. She's like, oh, yeah. But then she thought about it. Amen. She thought about it. You know what she thought about? Man, if daddy don't hold on to this, I'm, I'm going to spend this. But guess what? If daddy, but if daddy hold on to it, guess what? I'm going to have something for the future. Well, come on. Let's, let's rewind that thing and switch the roles for a minute. Every week when you come and you... Give money into your daddy's hands. Come on, somebody. You're not giving your daddy anything. Remember, I established that. You're just bringing to him so he can save it for you. Because the Bible says that when you give, God will give back to you. Good measure. Come on, somebody. Press down, shaken together, running over, Will men give into your bosom? Then he also says that when you're faithful with the tithe, he'll open up the blind and then he'll open up the window. And he says he'll pour you out a blessing. She understood the principle of whose hands it is in. Because she realizes that if it's in my hands, I know what I'm going to do with it. So what Paul was saying to the Corinthian church, along with all the other stuff he had said to them, he says, 
Each week, every week, each one of you is to put aside and save as he may prosper. Saints, I want you to get this. Every time you sow a seed here, every time you give, every time you've put something into God's kingdom, it is going to prosper you. You will prosper because it's in the kingdom. Think about this for a minute. I will go to a ball game. I went to a ball game not too long ago. And I thought about this the other day. I thought about this yesterday. I was watching uh, U of H play. It was a good game. <laughs> I, 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 you know, the, as I was watching, I said, I said, man, here's the difference. I go to a ball game. You know, you know what? I've never been to one, but now I understand. I had to get the experience. I had to understand why people are so crazy about football. About It's an experience. I mean, that... You go into the stands, you know what I mean? It, it, now I'm not telling, I'm, I'm just, I'm like, it, 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 it's electric, it's exciting, right? But you know what I found out? It only lasts, come on somebody, for, for a few moments. By the time you get home, the feeling is gone. I'm ready to get to that point. But here's the thing, I paid $50 for parking. You know, they had the little $20. I didn't want to park there. You know, I just it's just a choice. You understand what I'm saying? It's just a choice of mine. I, I, I bought my ticket. They said, well, you can't. You got to buy your parking in advance. All right? So I went online, and I said, okay, all right, I want to park right there. And where I parked was perfect because I just walked across. I want convenience. Right, so I paid for that. Fifty dollars I paid for parking. Went upstairs, got upstairs, and I had faith with me. Oh Lord, y'all know about that. My wife and I, and we was up there. Okay, we went to the concession stand. I spent seventy dollars at the concession stand, and I wasn't drinking. Now I know if I would have grabbed me a drink, it would have cost me. I'll just play. <laughs> $70, right? That's gone. And then, you know, Faith, she wants something. I said, no, nah, baby girl, you ain't getting nothing. We here. We, we are here. <laughs> Amen. Now, I was blessed with the tickets. The tickets were like, well, it was preseason. It was like 20 bucks a piece. But, but here's the thing. The bottom line is I spent about 100 and what? 120 bucks, okay, just to go in. On top of, if I had to pay for the tickets, four, three pe four people, okay, that's another 80 bucks. Because the person bought the tickets for me, so it really is a cost to that. Okay, at the end of the day, you're wrapped up in a two, $300 transaction for one game. Now watch this. I come to church. I'm just saying, talk to me for a minute. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Now, I'm scratching my head saying, okay, when I left here last Sunday, the feeling that I had, I, I was, I was, listen, I was in another zone. I couldn't buy what I felt when I leave 
I can't buy what I felt, what, what I feel, let me just say this, when I leave here every week. So which is the greater presence? What is the, which is the greater investment? See, but here's the thing. A lot of people don't see it like that. So, so they, would, they, would, they would spend more investing in the wrong kingdom. Come on, somebody. Rather than investing in the right kingdom and obeying God. Paul says, you put aside, you save, so you can prosper. Why? So that no collections be made when I come. Amen. Paul says, when I get there, the money should already be collected. Four months, I wasn't paid this year. And I asked the leaders yesterday, I said, can y'all get me a back pay or... You think you think you think y'all can get me a back pay or something? <laughs> Amen. I, that'd be nice. Four months. Let me ask you something. If you was working in the job, right, and you went in there and gave them everything you got, what you? Go back to that. Go back to that Nehemiah scripture, Leah. Let me just see something. What he says here. He says what? Go back to the Nehemiah scripture. It should be in the history. Look, look, look at this. Look at this. This is the part. He says, he says, for the priests who does what? Who are. Does the R suggest present tense action? It does, doesn't it? Who, not, not, the, not the one that's up here hollering and screaming and ain't doing nothing. People get more excited about the guest preacher. Y'all better hear me. Y'all better hear me. People get more excited about the guest preacher when he comes in than the one who's here laboring with them all year long. Isn't that, isn't that deep? And you ever notice why we don't have many guest preachers here? Because I want you to get excited about Jesus. Amen. We have a few, don't we? It's not because of that reason. I'm just it just came up. It just came. All right, it just came up. All right, because I, I love to have me some more guest preachers, because I ain't gotta do that. Watch it. For for the preacher who are ministering in where? The house of God. Very clear what God says. And and you know what he says? He says, bring to where? The house of God. See, you know what I think? I think we've abused that Malachi passage because it's not just the Malachi passage that talks about the house of God. Watch this. Watch this. Go to um, 1 Kings. See how much time I got. Okay, I got five minutes. Dang. Y'all be be getting me all tripped up. 1 Kings chapter, see y'all fall. 17. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to start this new series today. Now, let me show you this. I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to stop right here. This, this is a good place to stop. Uh, no, first, first, yeah, yeah. You know what? Let's, let's go to the first verse. Yeah, let's go to the first. First Kings, first Kings, chapter 17. I want to show you something. Man, you know, you know what? Thank you, Lord. I don't think I need no back pay. 
Watch it, watch this. Watch this. Now, Elijah the Tishbite, who was of what? The settlers of Gilead, said to Ahab. As the Lord, the God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, surely there shall be neither dew nor rain these years, except by my word. You know what? You know who Elijah was? He was a man of God. And let me tell you something. Elijah said, guess what? It ain't going to rain. Yeah, for how long? For three years. He said, he says, for these years, he says, look what he said, verse 2, the word of the Lord came to him saying, go away from here, turn eastward, and hide yourself by the brook of Sherath, which is east of Jordan. Now watch this. Elijah told the people, you know what, what, what God was doing? God was telling the people, y'all tripping. Y'all enjoying my blessings. So guess what? See, the prophet always had the hard job. So there are major prophets and minor prophets. And whenever you see prophets in the Old Testament, their job wasn't to say, oh, you're blessed and highly favored. No, their job was to say, thus says the Lord, y'all trip and get it right. Amen. That's that's what the prophet's job was. So these modern days uh, prophet liars, I mean prophets, I mean, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> Amen. But, okay, here's that. That job was, in, he said, listen, it ain't going to rain. So you know what the people did? They got mad. At, they, they got truly upset at him. All right? But watch this, though. Here's the thing. What you got to realize. That when you're not doing what you're supposed to do, it affects, it affects not just you, but everybody. But watch this. The drought was going to affect not just the people, but the one who what? The one who announced, amen, the drought. Is that deep? Watch this, the messenger. Now watch what he says. He's just the messenger. Look what he said. He said, but God had a plan. God told, this is what God told. He said, I want you to go by the brook of Sherith. And it shall be that you shall drink what? Of the brook. And I, and I have commanded ravens to provide for you there. Oh man, I'm about to shout. I'm about to shout. I'm about to shout. I'm about to shout, y'all. I'm about to shout. You don't have to give me no backpack. Because God used a scavenger bird. I don't think you're hearing me. And a brook that nobody knew about. And put him in the right place at the right time for the right season. God took care of him. A scavenger bird. A raven. You know what a raven does? Come on, somebody. Anybody know what a raven does? You got Google. Look it up. Pull it up for me. Pull it up for me. Pull it up. What does a raven do? Huh? Like a what? It's a large crow. Amen. It, 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 it has a vicious appetite. So God uses... A raven 
to take care of the man of God. I don't think you're hearing me. I don't think you heard me yet. You see, here's the thing. If you don't do what you're supposed to do, God is still going to take care of the faithful. The faithful, including the man of God. And when we looked at our financial forecast for these last 10 months, when the brook dried up from June to September, Pastor Hunt's still here. Come on, somebody. God still took care of the man of God and his family. You see, he announced the drought, but then God directed him to the right place at the right time. And watch what the Bible says. You goggle it yet? Did you goggle it yet? Watch what he said. You, put, you got it up? Okay. Look, look what he said. Look what he said. He said, so he went. And what did he do? He did, verse 5, he did according to what? The word of the Lord. For he went and lived by the brook of Sherith, which is, in, which is east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening and he would drink from the brook. God provided him breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Can you imagine the God of the universe who can take a bird, a scavenger bird, and direct its steps and order them to bring you what you need. I'm going somewhere. Those months that was tough for me, God had all kinds of ravens coming my way. People just, stuff just. Of course he'll do the same for you. But you got to be faithful. Don't be the kind of people who takes God's first. And then when you find yourself in the drought, you're asking, what happened? May I say this to you? When you're in a drought, you got to know that it's not for you. But you got to discern and ask yourself the question, is it for you? Because the drought wasn't for Elijah. Come on, somebody. Sometimes what you're going through may be for your spouse to get the big picture. Sometimes what you're going through may be for your children to get the big picture. Sometimes what you're going through, amen, is so that God is trying to say, hey, I'm right here. See, God took care of this man, this man of God. Fed him day and night, morning and evening. Bread and meat. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about bread and meat here. Bread and meat. And the brook was right there. He had a, listen, there was a drought in the land that he called. But there was still a brook out there. I'm going somewhere with this. Listen, 
He didn't have to turn it off and worry about how high the water bill is going to be. He didn't have to have a refrigerator to say, you know what, let me store up this food so that, you know. No, he understood that when God says something, you better take him at his word. When God says, I'm going to do it, you got to believe that he's going to do it. And if you stay faithful, amen, my time is up. My time is up. But look at verse 7. Just look at verse 7. It happened after a while. See, here's what I want to say. Don't get comfortable in temporary places. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Don't, don't get comfortable in temporary places. You know why? Because God may have you there for a season. You know what? God may have you there for a season. Think about it for a minute. How long you think the brook was going to... How long you think the, the brook dried up because God caused it to dry it up? Because God wanted Elijah to get to the next assignment. I encourage you today. To keep being faithful. Remember this. God will provide. You got to trust him, but you got to surrender and make sure that there are no collections must be made. <laughs> Amen. Listen, if you owe God, you, you need to, you, listen, you, you, I know you want to back pay him, don't start fresh. God, I'm going to start now. I'm going to give. I'm going to trust you. Amen. Give God a hand clap praise.